welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB. Get your sexy back, health and fitness movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds and on that journey, I found joy, peace and more self-love. That's how the GYSB movement got started because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey. And now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer. Today, we are with Ursula Foster, a wellness expert. She is the owner of the She Wellness Experience, which focuses on women's health, including trauma-informed yoga, yoni steams, grief massage, and interactive womb meditation. Ursula, thank you so much for being with GYSB Talks today. Thank you, Carla, for having me. I'm so excited to be with you here today. Yes, thank you for your time. So everyone, today we are talking about grief in pregnancy loss. Um, it's a topic that I don't think gets enough attention. And so when Ursula and I connected and decided to do a podcast episode on it, I was really glad that we're, we were going to do this because I don't know a lot about this experience that people have, but I do know a lot of women who have been through this and it's almost like it's almost like this topic that nobody wants to talk about it's like a taboo kind of thing yeah. and so um yes. i i want to know why this topic is important to you ursula well it's important to me because um i'm a licensed massage therapist and i see a lot of women who come to me for a massage not really knowing what's wrong with them Hmm. Um, what I've been finding over the past few years in my career is people will sit down with me and they'll say, Ursula, I just don't feel right in my body. Hmm. And they don't know why they don't feel right in their body. And so I start asking them a few questions and start going over some things. There have been quite a few um, women who have experienced pregnancy loss, um, either at a young age or at a very early stage in their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So um, they're not knowing why they're starting to feel some kind of way as they get older. And um, it's because they've held that trauma so long and that finally, eventually, something triggers it and makes and has it come out. And it comes mm. out in physical, mental, emotional, all kinds of different ways. You know, so that is why it's important to me. I want people to start becoming aware of their bodies and aware of what's going on with them on a physical level. Have they talked about any particular area or any particular feeling or can they just not describe this? They cannot describe it. I mean, I've gotten some people that, you know, they've um, experienced a lot of um 
pain in the chest area or neck pain or in the womb space, low back pain, mm -hmm. um, all of those are, can be symptoms of trauma that is being held on emotionally that's mm -hmm. coming out in a physical way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are some of the questions that you ask to get to what the real issue is? Uh, first of all, I ask, um, with the, from the moment that they sit down with me, I ask them right at that moment, how are you feeling right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they'll give me an explanation of, of how they're feeling, what's going on emotionally with them, what's going on physically with them in that moment. And then I'll go on to ask, well, how long has that been happening? Mm -hmm. And then one of the most important questions that I ask them, and that this is where I get, get my answer, really, most times, is what has recently happened to you that has changed in your life? Mm. And it could be a it could be a divorce. It could be a death. It could be a new job. It can be any kind of shift in their normal routine. It could be very subtle. It could be very huge. And that's usually when the pot gets stirred. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where things that were settled for a while and then this this thing happens and then all the stuff becomes um comes to light and then mm -hmm. that's where we go from there mm -hmm. so you mean like yeah. stuff from the, from the past stuff from the past it, it's triggered by something that's happening recently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've gone to get massages before and just wanted to cry like sob mm -hmm. you know because your mm -hmm. face down they don't really see they don't really see you. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have like tears and I won't, I won't sob on the table, but I've wanted to because I've mm -hmm. been holding on to certain things and it just, you know, it manifests in different ways, but it's usually like when I'm on the massage table and, you know, it's just one of those things where you just want to let it all go and you want, mm -hmm. the, you want the massage therapist to fix it all. So I, yeah, I totally can understand. And, you know, your energy is so calming from the, from the times oh, that I've been, been around you and interacting with you, you have a, a very calming spirit. And I could see why somebody would feel very comfortable releasing some personal stuff with you. Um, what is a trauma massage? Um, I get asked this question a lot because a lot of people say, well, I didn't even know a such thing existed. And what is it really? Let me be very clear, you know, as a licensed massage therapist, it is a massage. It is a regular massage. Okay. However, it's, it's um, how we prepare for the massage and what we kind of, how I position you and things like that. So I'll give you an example. Like if you have, you come to me to get a massage and maybe you were um, assaulted maybe in college or something like that, or maybe recently, and you just feel like you need to come to someone because you want to start getting used to that touch again. Yeah. You know, you haven't been touched. You haven't, you've been very wary of it and you want to be reintroduced to that in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. So what I will do first is get a little bit of your story because I don't need all the details. I'm not trying to have you relive the trauma, but I do need to know just a little bit. So say that person that assaulted you came from behind and maybe grabbed you from behind, not knowing. Mm -hmm. Well, I am not going to put you face down on the table. 
Okay. Because you won't see me coming. You won't see when I put my hands on you. You won't see me moving my hands around the body. You, you, it puts you in, in um, a position of not being in control. Okay. And so a couple of things that I want to do when I'm doing a massage with someone who's faced trauma that way, I want you to be comfortable and I want you to feel safe. If we can't achieve those two, then we, can't, we won't have a session. I can't have a session with you if you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable. Mm. So I would put you in a different position on the table to be sure that you can see me mm-hmm. from every angle. And then I would let you know, okay, we're going to go and we're going to do this now. Are you okay? I'm putting my hands here now. Is this okay? Mm. So it is a massage, but it's just taking a little bit of an extra step to make sure that you're safe and that you're comfortable throughout the entire session. Okay. Okay. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. I I never really heard of a trauma massage, but now that you're Mm -hmm. explaining it, it sounds like it could be very healing over time, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, So let's talk, uh, let's talk about this grief in pregnancy loss. Where do you want to start in talking about this very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult subject for some people, but I know you want to talk about it. it. So where should we start? Um, Let's see, where should we start? Well, I, I deal a lot with um, women because this is my personal experience. So there's kind of two um, communities when it comes to pregnancy loss. One in the medical field, when it's uh, twenty less than twenty weeks pregnant, that's mm-hmm. miscarriage. Okay. And if it's twenty-one weeks and more, it's stillbirth. And mm-hmm. so, when I deal with women, because this is my experience with miscarriage, and the thing about grief in miscarriage is a lot of times the women don't know they're pregnant. Mm. With stillbirth, they know they're pregnant. They've gotten to feel the baby kick. They might even get an ultrasound or two. A lot of things transpire when it's a stillbirth. But when it's a miscarriage, um, you don't have very much evidence of a pregnancy. So you might go several years thinking that you're okay. It's, It's no big deal. And then that's when I have people come and get a massage for me because they don't feel right in their body. Mm. Now they, but they know they've had a miscarriage or they don't even know. They know they, yes, they know they've had a miscarriage, but they, you know, they didn't go through the pregnancy loss experience the same as a person that had a belly grow, got to make an announcement, got got to know for, um, for a minute that they were pregnant. Each time that I miscarried and I had my ectopic pregnancy, I didn't know I was even pregnant until I was losing the pregnancy. Okay. Did you have to do the DNC and all that? On one of them, on one of my miscarriages, I did. Okay. I had to have emergency surgery on my ectopic pregnancy. Wow. And do you, do you share how many miscarriages you've had? Yeah, I I had three. Okay. And one ectopic pregnancy. Okay. Now, can you explain the ectopic pregnancy? Yes. That is when the egg when it's traveling through the fallopian tube or some other part of the body, it stops. It gets stuck in a in a in an area other than where it's supposed to grow. Now, is that called? Is that also what people refer to as a tubal pregnancy? Sometimes. Yes, yes, ma'am. That's a tubal. And your fallopian tubes are really small, super mm-hmm. thin. It's 
So it doesn't take very long before it ruptures. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where I had my pregnancy. It was got caught in my right fallopian tube and burst. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much had to have the surgery because I was going to bleed to death internally if mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that. So when it came to your healing and grieving process, what did that look like for you? It I didn't have a grieving process um, until way later because I thought, well, there's many reasons. I thought, well, you know, it was just a little a little bitty thing. I was barely eight weeks. It was not a, you know, I didn't get to know, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I didn't get to know um, this baby on a level that other mothers have gotten. And I just kind of swept it under the rug. Like it wasn't a big deal. Miscarriage is a lot more common than stillbirth and blah, blah, blah. And so I just didn't think about it very much, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I started having, I did go on to have one child I started having issues with her and that was the trigger Hmm. that caused me to start focusing on my other um, losses. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So did you seek some kind of support? Were there any support services or resources available to you? Um, I did go um, to therapy very briefly and I started finding other support groups like um, p- podcasts and other community groups. And I started learning about different kinds of grief, um, different kinds of pregnancy loss, different ways that um, people are coping and supporting one another in community. Because I didn't at the time, I I wasn't even a massage therapist. I wasn't even in the wellness industry like I am now when I had had those miscarriages. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't know. I felt very alone. I felt very disconnected to the whole process. Mm -hmm. And I was married at the time. And my husband at the time didn't know either, you know, Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) and well-meaning family members, they go, well, you know, you can go on and have more kids. It'll it'll, it'll be fine. And they just kind of leave you alone after a while. And if you're not talking about it, they're not going to talk about it either because they don't know what to say. And, you know, should I bring it up again and all these kind of things. And so um, I wanted other women to feel um, to, to be educated about what miscarriage is and to also know that there is community out there and they don't have to go through things alone. I didn't know when you have a miscarriage that I was going to still go through labor and contractions mm. you know and I'm so I'm laying in bed and I am in pain and I'm feeling my brain and my body hasn't caught up to the fact that there's no pregnancy here but we're just going to do what we naturally do and it did and there I'm hearing stories of women who are going through that alone oh. and not no one telling them yeah you're yeah as far along as you were in your pregnancy you're going to probably experience um some labor some contractions, some things that your your body's going to go through because it hasn't all caught up yet to the fact that the, the pregnancy is lost. And I could remember being in bed in pain and going and being angry yeah. because I'm like, I'm going through all of this and there's nothing at the end. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, you're going through late your labor and you go through delivery and take a baby home. 
that is not going to be the case here. And mm -hmm. that's a terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah. And when you go to the doctor, they don't, it's so weird. Like you would go to the doctor and, you know, you talk about the miscarriage and they don't recommend any resources or any support groups. I'm glad that you started one for you to, mm -hmm. to feel supported going through that grieving process because it's a loss. It's a huge loss. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know where you were mentally, but there are women who desire children so badly and to go through this multiple times. And I'm sure that mm. there's some shame and some, you know, personal like blame and accountability that people take that is not even, that isn't even anything they can control. Did I eat something bad? Did I, did I drink too yes. much? Did I do the wrong thing? Did I cause this? Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. did. They didn't. But if there's yes. no one there telling you, you know, not to blame yourself, don't be ashamed. There's nothing wrong with your body. If there's no one mm -hmm. telling you these things, that could make you go insane or to Absolutely. some deep depression. So the mm -hmm. groups that you're in, do you guys physically get together? Do you what kind of things do you all do? Um, well, I don't physically get together with any of the groups. We mostly do like Zoom calls or, um, you know, just all over the phone. Um, mm -hmm. COVID just kind of changed everything. I'm hoping to have, you know, more in-person things. I'm doing something on Mother's Day with a couple of ladies that we're going to have a circle in, in my spa um, on Mother's Day evening. Um, so that's going to be a face-to-face -face thing. But, what, you know, what does that one look of the, like? Do you, can you share some of what that will mm -hmm. look like? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that um, I hear mothers say, like I, I just had a client who, who lost um, her pregnancy and it was their first child, her mm -hmm. first pregnancy. And I looked at her and I said, you know, you are a mother. It doesn't matter what the outcome of your pregnancy was. It's still forever now and forever makes you a mom. And mm -hmm. I wish, Carla, you could see the look on her face. Mm -hmm. Like, it was such a relief. Like, I am a mom. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, I still get to have that title. I still get to have that privilege. And so one of the things that we're, we do in the circle is I acknowledge everyone as a mother. I don't, it doesn't matter what the outcome was. You are a mother. And then the second most important thing is your womb space, I've heard women curse their, their bellies. I've seen a woman look at her stomach and go, I hate you. You make me sick. You know, you, why won't you work right? And I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. You can't talk to yourself that way that, you know, you can't take it back, take it back. Mm -hmm. So one of, I, uh, I personally wrote a womb meditation that is filled with self-love and in nurturing of our own bodies, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I take women through exercises that touch your womb, feel the stretches, all the rolls, all the everything, love on yourself the way it is, loving your body. And I have women, if you know, that I tell, if you're going to have another, if you're going to try again to have another baby, Let's address some of this trauma and some of these issues that you may be experiencing from this first pregnancy so that the next pregnancy, if you so choose to try again and do that, you 
won't have all of this trauma that you're carrying over into your next pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fear, the, the, sh- the gain, the, the shame, the guilt, um, you know, not loving on your womb and all these kind of things, you know, let's, let's deal with that first and get you really ready in your mind and your heart and in your spirit for the next pregnancy, which we believe is going to be a great, healthy, wonderful, beautiful experience for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever so get that's any- some of the things that we do in the circle? Yeah, I love that. I really do. Words are so powerful and our mindset is so powerful when you're mm-hmm. when you're pregnant. Um, do you ever get any women who have had multiple miscarriages or stillbirth and mm-hmm. they're, they're at that age, you know, where, you know, they're reaching midlife and high risk pregnancies are now a thing for them and they are kind of coming to terms with maybe I won't be able to be a mother that has a physical child. Mm-hmm. Have you had yes, those? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have. I have. Yes. Um, and I'm actually one of them because I am, uh, I'm 55. Okay. And I am entering menopause. So I haven't had my cycle. It's been almost a year now. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a, that's another level of grieving in pregnancy loss for me because now I feel like well that door is is shut completely now now you said you do um, have so a child there, though right I do I, I have a 31 year old yes. okay but you still want it more yes and my doctors assured me that you know you can you know this is no big deal you can go on and have more children and that never happened I'm experienced what they call in the community, secondary infertility. Mm. And that's when you have a baby or you have children, but then are, for whatever reason, are no longer able to have any more after that. And so, so they, how do they determine that you're in that space where you, you're not going to have any more kids? They don't determine. It's just what I've experienced. I've mm-hmm. conceived several times, but not carried to term. Except for that so, one time. Except for the the very the first time I got pregnant one time, and then all my pregnancies after that, I never carried to term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those who have experienced multiple pregnancy losses, um, those are really really tough mm-hmm. um, because there's nothing that I can really say to them that will take any of the grief away will take any of the anger away. One of the things that I do with them is I go over um, exercises that help them express anger to um, recognize trigger dates, Hmm. to um, recognize um, what is happening in their bodies, and them to come to accept what might happen no matter what. You Hmm. may get pregnant, but you may not ever carry a baby of your own. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And mm-hmm. h- how can you accept that in a way that makes you feel still good about yourself and still good about life and not get into a depression and not spiral out, you know, spiral down into this black hole, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's, that's so. why it's so important to be kind to people. 
You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's so important to be kind to people because we don't know their story. We don't know what Absolutely. they're going through currently. We don't know what happened to them that morning. We don't know what happened to them last week. Mm-hmm. Last, We just don't know. And a lot of times we'll see people going off and we, you know, we got to, we got to come back. And it's, it's important that we don't all, maybe we pause for a second and ask ourselves, what could be going on with this person to make them react this way or come at me sideways like this? And I haven't done anything that warrants that kind of language or that kind of behavior. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's usually not about us. It's not about yes. us. So, you know, on this podcast, I just, you know, really want people to walk away with things to process through and think about and and ask ourselves, like, how can we be more kind? How can we, you know, use use some of the information that was discussed to be better people, to evolve into, you know, better people? Um, and it's just yes. important that that we're nice to people, that we're kind to people and we come at at people with a level of understanding that, hey, I'm not sure what's going on with this person, but I'm going to do my best to operate with love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and you know what else, Carla? Mm-hmm. To, to show ourselves some grace as well. Listen. To just to be easy and kinder to ourselves <sighs> and not be so hard on ourselves. Uh, it's, and, but it's and, hard because society <laughs> is hard on us. Oh yeah, absolutely. I understand. Family is hard on us. You go to the, the holiday party or the family reunion. When you going to give me some grandkids? When you going when you mm-hmm. going to have a baby? You don't know what people mm-hmm. are trying to do. You don't know how many miscarriages someone's had and maybe they don't want to try again and they feel shame about yes. that. We don't know. So we need to just stop asking those questions. But when it comes to people that we know who have experienced miscarriages and, and a stillbirth, how do we interact with those people? Because it, it is taboo because we don't be knowing what to say. So I'm yeah, I... you, yeah, what do, how do we comfort them or let them know like, Hey, we know you're going through something like, what is the, what is the word? What's the word? Yeah. The verbiage. Yeah. The verbiage. I got you. I got you. And that is the most frequently asked question that I get. It's like people, you know, their cousin or their mom or aunt or daughter or whatever has gone through this and they don't want to say the wrong thing. The the best place to start is to listen and to be honest. I have, I go to women and I say, I have no idea how you feel. Mm. Even though I've been through pregnancy loss, I still don't know how you feel. We could have have had it happen on the same exact day. And I still don't know how you feel. People want to know that you understand how they feel, but not trying to tell them how they feel. Mm -hmm. So you can say, I'm here. That's it. I'm Mm -hmm. here for whatever you need, whatever it is that you want me to do. And just hold that space for them. You know, mm-hmm. do you, you can ask them questions. What would you like me to do? Mm-hmm. What would, what would you, what would you like to have? What would you have me uh, do for you? Mm-hmm. Just ask the questions. Be honest. Don't say things like, well, at least anytime you have a sentence that starts with at least stop yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't say at least you can have more children or at least you have children don't say anything like that those those kind of statements 
they never they never offer comfort mm. because you're you want to stay in the present moment. And if if the chat if the if the mother is um, if she named the baby mm. like she had a stillbirth and she named the baby, call the baby by name. I'm so sorry that Jesse is not here anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that, you know, um, David, you know, transitioned on. Um, when you mention the, the child's name, it just kind of brings, um, it, it puts you in a space where you are um, not just, just saying words and sweeping them under the rug, that you're really comforting, you're really acknowledging that a child existed and now, mm-hmm child no longer exists you know and you are bringing comfort to the mother by acknowledging something that she's done but and that's naming her child mm. you know and so it's it's a it's a simple practice but it's very very effective mm-hmm. you know so yeah and you're acknowledging yeah. that you're a mom you're a yes mom. exactly especially for a mother who um has doesn't have any other children. Okay. You know, that may be, may have been her only pregnancy. And so she's a mother from that pregnancy. And when you acknowledge that, it, it just does wonders. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. I was listening to a lady one day and she was talking about how she, she was finally coming out. She was a YouTuber and she was finally coming out to her audience about some personal things that she had been going through and I think she had been away from her YouTube channel for a while. She said that she was unable to get out of bed. She was severely, like deeply depressed because she had had several miscarriages. She had a wonderful husband who was doing his best to be supportive. It was a loss for him too. But mm-hmm. she said the thing that really helped, and I don't know if, if this helps any of the people that you know, the thing that really helped was getting a dog. That's what she said. Yes, I she do. said the dog I do. changed her life. Yeah. You know what helped me? <laughs> this is going to be weird. Plants. Mm. It's something to Plant. take care yeah, of. It, yeah, it's something it, it because what the saying that I hear, you know, grief is love with nowhere to go. Mm. You know, and so when you're grieving and you find something else, now of course plants and dogs and other things don't replace children, of course, but that nurturing part of you needs an outlet. So, I mean, I take care of these plants. I talk talk to these plants. I put the sun on them. I give them water. I tell them how wonderful they look and (laughs) it's great. I think they respond. You know, yeah, so I, yeah, I can see her point with the dog. Yeah, definitely. I, I was gonna ask you, are the plants like super healthy and green and all that? Yeah, oh, they wow. are. They are. I'm looking yeah. at them right now. <laughs> I always feel so crazy talking to the plants. Maybe that's why they look like they look. They don't look that good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a living thing, right? It needs love too. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, well, this has been a, a very enlightening uh, conversation. I'm, like I said, I'm so glad we were able to do this. What parting words would you like to leave to the GYSB Talks community or audience? What do I want people to know? So many things I want people to know. Mm-hmm. 
that you're you're not alone in your grief and that it's a process mm-hmm. and that you may wake up one day and everything is just beautiful in the world and the very next day it might feel like the trauma hits you all over again give yourself some grace and know that grief is a journey that has ebbs and flows and just um, find yourself support and give yourself grace mm-hmm. along the journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's it. How do, how do people get connected with you? What would you like to share as far as your social media or any emails or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I am, I can be found on Instagram at Ursula Foster and you can find me on Facebook um, at Relaxing Vibrations Spa. And um, I'm located in Stone Mountain. You can find me. You can Google Relaxing Vibrations Spa. Come get a session. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. And I'll put everything <laughs> in the show notes. And if you want to stay connected to GYSB, I am GYSB Movement on TikTok, Instagram, Face, well, not Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I am most active on Instagram, though. So follow me there. Connect with me there. If you have any questions, let me know. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast. I always say that this show is for us. It's for all of us. So let me know what you need help with or support with or what you're interested in so that I can try to make that happen for us. Until then, um, please like, share, follow the podcast trying to grow the community um, so we can help more women elevate to their next level of optimal living. It has been an absolute pleasure as always being with you today. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Ursula, thank you again. Thank you, Carla. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.